there's no better algorithm on social media than TikTok, which I think is why you took it off your phone because it sucks you in. It sucks you in. Now, the good thing is I would be like early for an appointment or something and have 20 minutes to kill in my car, like not long enough to go anywhere, but not short enough that I wanted to go sit in a doctor's office or whatever. Yeah. And I would sit in my car and scroll through TikTok and it makes 20 minutes go by like that. And it is really, it's really good because when you go down um, certain roads, like it keeps taking you down there. So uh, when you watch a video about cooking, right, or whatever, like more cooking videos come up. Mm -hmm. Or if you watch cleaning hacks, you know, then more cleaning hack videos come up. So at some point, somebody on TikTok posted something about ways to fall asleep. And I must have watched the whole thing or replayed it or something. Because for the past three nights after like 9 p.m., when I'm mindlessly scrolling through TikTok, all of these tips on how to fall asleep start showing up in my feed. And this morning, I saw, apparently I'm not the only one, because I saw- Maybe that's the universe's way of telling you to put your phone down and go to sleep. Well, it, it all, well I was going to say I only see them at night, but I don't really look at TikTok during the day hmm. much. So uh, I saw- I'm obviously not the only one because I saw a article of somebody taking all of these TikTok hacks about sleep and scoring them on whether or not they will work. Okay. Shockingly, most of them were valid. What um what kinds of there was one about putting an ice pack on your chest. Oh, okay. For your um vagus nerve, which is the like a big important nerve that runs down your Body. When I have when my SVT acts up, I have to activate my vagus nerve oh. in order to stop it. But the um, the stimulating of the vagus nerve does nothing. That's one that got debunked. And also, like the, like massaging this place behind your ear is supposed to put you to sleep. That one also got debunked. All of the other ones, this doctor said there is validity to them. They include eating a banana right before bed, especially for kids. Because the uh, the doctor says bananas are loaded with sleep-promoting nutrients like magnesium and tryptophan, which is what's in turkey, which is what puts everybody to sleep after Thanksgiving dinner. Um, the breathing technique, I think you- By that logic, by the way, you could just give your kid turkey before bed. Or banana. Banana has magnesium, though. Yeah. Um, you didn't like my joke. It was a joke. Keep going. The um, the breathing technique, I think it's called like the military breathing thing where you inhale to the count of four, hold to the count of seven, and then exhale slowly to the count of eight. Mm -hmm. Supposedly, if you repeat that pattern four times, it will put you to sleep. That, by the way, works also very well for anxiety. Yep. Mm -hmm. That, that is proven. Um, you'll like this one. The lower your bedroom's temperature is, the faster and better, the faster you'll fall asleep and the better you'll sleep. Mm -hmm. So all of those things, if you have trouble sleeping, proven by science 
to be legit. The upside means living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. This episode is brought to you by Dinner Affair. If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. Today is Wednesday, March 30th. My name is Jeff Dollar, and today I am grateful for the person who first decided that after going to the doggy salon, a dog should get a bandana. It is the cutest thing ever. Jeff took them to, usually we take them to the vet and at the vet, they don't get bandanas, but at the like official dog grooming place, they get bandanas. And I forget how cute the dogs look after they come out with their bandanas. Um, Jeff said there was a, like a chaotic There was, I, I wish there was some way it was a sitcom. It was because Sadie, the, the place that, that I took them comes out to your car and, and gets them. They have like, they literally have a drive-through lane. So we pull up, they come out and they, they take them one at a time because they're just getting nail, nail trims. And they took Sadie in. And we were sitting there waiting and waiting and waiting. Ellie was with us. Ellie was getting restless in her car seat. So I took her out of her car seat. Ellie is now on my lap. And Sadie comes out. They're returning Sadie to the car. They're going to exchange Sadie for Lily. Lily doesn't know what's up. So she, like the woman opens the, the passenger side door to let Sadie in and get Lily out. Lily immediately jumps into the trunk of the SUV, whatever it's called, the back, the cargo Mm -hmm. area of the SUV. So the woman walks around, opens the cargo area. Lily jumps up up into the front seat again. So then she comes around, opens the passenger side. Then Lily jumps over Ellie onto my lap. So I'm like, oh my gosh. So I open my door thinking I'm going to get out. She jumps into the back seat. Like this dog, there were two adults (laughs) walking around this car. Ellie is sitting in the passenger seat like what's happening right now while Lily just jumps over her to get away from whatever door the person and I were were going. We finally wrangle her. Um, We get the little lead, you know, thing Mm -hmm. around, around her collar. She jumps one last time into the seat that Ellie's in and tries to hide behind Ellie. Oh, It's like, save me, kid. You're my last hope. I know that you only weigh 20 pounds, but together you and I can fight off these people. And uh, then we, you know, we, we got her out and she went in. And then for whatever reason, once her paws hit the pavement, she's like, cool. She she doesn't want to get out of the car and go. Yeah. It's just, that's, that's her phobia. She's weird. She's like us. She's got weird anxieties. I mean, unlike the two of us that have totally normal anxieties, Um, my name is Callie Dollar and I am grateful for the new street lamps down the street. And I am telling you on our street. Okay. No, Oh, I, they're on my route to work and where we live is very convenient to a bunch of freeways. However, usually at the time I'm going to work, which is in the middle of the night, The freeways have like rolling closures. Sometimes you get stuck because they're doing a lot of construction on the Atlanta freeways right now, which seems like 
Atlanta always, but whatever. So I have to go kind of like around, like not the direct route. And there's one part of my drive where I turn left onto a street and they've added a median right there, but they didn't have any street lights. So I am scared every morning that I'm going to hit that median, like the concrete median, because uh-huh. it's so hard to see. And it's like right in my blind spot and it's just hard to see. And I was driving yesterday to work and I got to the stoplight right before I was turning into the into um, onto the street with the median. They have installed so many street lights, and I am so excited. I don't know if that was part of the plan. I don't know if people were like, "Hey, we can't see," but oh my gosh, it makes such a difference. And you know, it's cheesy. We talk about how gratitude impacts your life, but I was grateful the entire day yesterday, and I was like, "Oh man, that was so cool." I never would have even noticed that years ago. And if I would have had, I would have been like, oh, it's about time. Yeah. I haven't been able to see Uh, for like a year. Somebody must have ruined their cars on that median. So they finally put the lights in. Right. And I was like, oh my gosh, there's lights. Like I was so excited at one point. I almost called a coworker to be like, oh my gosh, we have street lights. This is amazing. So anyways, Jeff and I are like back in the world, so to speak, we have events coming up. We have places to go. And one of them is we're hosting an event for CHOA, which is a um, children's health care of Atlanta down here. And we are going to be not only in front of a ton of people, because it's a big event, right? Like 700 and something people. Yeah, no pressure. Um, But this will be my first time wearing fancy clothes since I had a baby. And as we all know, I am feeling so insecure about the way I look. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to get something that I really love the way I look in. I'm going to feel confident. It's going to be awesome. Here's the thing. I have not gone dress shopping in years. So really, do I know what's available? No, I don't. And here's what I'm finding out. It's either teenager options that are like very, like there's almost no fabric. Like I won't be able to sit in a chair if I wear that. Um, or it's mother of the bride outfits and there's like no in between. I have no clue what I'm going to wear. I bet you're now regretting getting rid of that prom dress that your dad told you you needed to keep until your wedding, aren't you? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, you know, like I would fit into my prom dress from when I was 16, but. I would get you a corsage for that event. Would you? A People wrist. would be like, is she wearing a, a, a wrist one? Yeah. Like, what is she doing? Yeah. Um, so anyways, I don't know. I just think it's funny. Everything is so do you think maybe small. Do you think you just don't know where to shop? No, I mean, I will, I have been probably are you shopping like, online or mm-hmm. you go to store. Okay. Yeah. I'm shopping online. I've been to like 12 different websites, even some of my old go-tos and either I'm getting older or I feel like the trends are a lot more revealing. Like there's cutouts in the sides or the back is down. Like, cut out to your butt or like, I can't pull those things off right now or at this point in my life, I guess. But I also don't want to be like wearing the same dress that my mom wore to our wedding. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm like not there either. So, so what are you going to do? What do you do? What's the keep searching? What's the plan? Keep searching. Yesterday, Callie introduced a game to the show called One Must Go. I thoroughly enjoyed it and the conversations that ensued from it. So I have prepared some One Must Go topics. Oh, I love this. For you. All right? Mm-hmm. Um, one Must Go. Callie, 
Kardashians, Kim, Courtney, Chloe, or Kris Jenner? Um, Kim. Kim? She's the whole reason the Kardashians are the Kardashians. Technically, Kris Jenner is the reason they're all Kardashians. No. Kris Jenner is the reason that they're all on Earth. Kim's scandal with Ray J. I know, Ray but J, Kim's mom publicized her scandal, right? But without the scandal. Yeah. Which came first, the chicken or the egg? If there was no one to publicize it, did it even happen? I don't know. What? I'm just kidding. Oh, your jokes are not on point today. Or you're not funny today. Um, I think I'm going to say Chloe, because what does she do? Makes cute jeans. Oh, she That's does enough jeans? for me. All right. What does Courtney do? Um, she's not as like, look at me, look at me. So. All right, Courtney. Because Chris made them, birthed them. Kim is the reason that they're all famous. And Chloe has her jeans. Hmm. So Courtney's got to go. Uh, okay. One of these has to go forever. Forks, knives, spoons, or napkins. Spoons. No soup for you ever again? No breakfast cereal for you ever again? No breakfast cereal you can eat because breakfast cereal kind of like chunks up and then you can um, like slurp the you can milk slurp. out of the bowl. He, here's why I'm going to tell you that why I have said that. And I say that with confidence. Why are you trying to talk me out of my choices? My choice because is that for that one, knives is the obvious choice. I accidentally, I don't think it's the obvious choice. What are you going to no. I ordered by accident 1000 forks for Where? for our office like it was like all they had there was one box i was like you know what this is the one that i'm buying and it, you know forks aren't that expensive so i bought it that was 3 years ago i'm still <laughs> working my way through that box and there's a lot more that you can eat with a fork than you think you can like i eat my yogurt with a fork when i'm at work i am saying knives because i am of the belief that you can use if if your food, even your red meat, is cooked properly, you could cut it with the side of a fork. Hmm. Uh, spring, summer, winter, or fall, one must go. Winter. Wait, are you not answering these? I, oh, yeah, you, you've I've answered, answered all both of them. Oh, my holy brain fog. Okay. Um. I see this one. I'm torn on this one because I wouldn't get rid of a proper winter. Like I wouldn't get rid of a pretty like Denver, Colorado winter mm -hmm. or a pretty um, Adirondack Mountains of New York winter. I don't like the half winters that we get in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And I generally and I don't like winter. Like I don't like months of winter, but I do appreciate a nice, pretty snowfall and the sound of snow falling and all of that. Um, I could truly do without spring. Hmm. I like fall. I like the cooling of the temperatures. I like the crunch of the leaves. I like sitting outside and having a fire with s'mores. That's a very fall thing to do. Mm -hmm. I like the, I like the theory of winter. I love summer. Spring to me is, I mean, the flowers are nice and stuff, but it's just Sneezy. I could do without it. All right. Last one for today. Um, school, lunch, snacks. 
Here are your four options. Tater tots, sloppy joes, rectangle pizza, or ice cream cup with wooden spoon. One must go. Ice cream cup with wooden spoon. Oh, because you said that yesterday. You don't like ice cream. Well, I don't love ice cream, but also the wooden spoon like tastes like a wooden spoon. So you're not really getting the flavor of the ice cream. So that's got to go. Um, God, when you think about it, can't you still taste the wooden spoon? Yes. Like in your mouth right now? Mm-hmm. And I, I can also taste the rectangle pizza, which is so good because ours was always like undercooked. That's what I would say mm. has to go. The rectangle pizza is terrible. Oh my gosh. Get out of this house. Goodbye. S- Sloppy Joe's and tater tots, universally good. Universally good. Fish, the even the rectangle fish sandwiches. Great. I don't think we had rectangle fish sandwiches. But the pizza was always, it was like damp. It was like. It was doughy and delicious. It was, it was damp and it was like, a, it was like a, a, a pencil eraser with a tiny little bit of pizza sauce on it and really chewy cheese. Blech. The pizza can go. I don't know if you argue your point because you want to be right or you don't think or you think I'm easily swayed or What are you talking about? Something? Are we still talking about rectangle pizza? No. Chloe Kardashian? No, we're talking about the other night you made a chicken dish that is like so good. It's one of my favorites. And I did not love the texture of the chicken, so I wound up not eating eating the chicken. I ate the rest of the meal. And you could not get over the fact that I didn't like the chicken and you were trying to talk me into it for the rest of the meal. I am still convinced that you weren't eating the chicken. The chicken. And I'll tell you, the only reason. How how old am I? The only only reason I am arguing this is because that was some of the best, most perfectly cooked chicken I have ever made. And your insistence that it was chewy. There was no visual evidence that it was chewy, but there was something that made it into the dish that was chewy. And that's what I think you were eating. No, Jeff thinks that I was eating a chunk of Parmesan and that I'm 36 years old and I don't know the difference between Parmesan cheese and chicken. I absolutely do. It was, it was like, Chicken shouldn't, chicken, as you said, should like almost fall apart, right? Like this, I had a tough time like separating in my mouth, which means it's, it just was not on point. And I'm not the one that brought it up. You asked me, then I was like, oh yeah, it's fine. Like I was trying to be polite. And then you kept pushing me. And I don't know, like, is that because you want to be right? Or is that because you think that you can sway my opinions all the time? I don't think I do that all the time. Maybe with other stuff, but I don't think I do that all the time. I accept constructive criticism on my cooking, especially with that dish, because I think one thing that like I might want, I said that about this dish, I might want to make the same dish like every Friday night, Because we did this with pizza for a while. And Jeff has mastered the pizza. Every Friday night, I would make homemade pizza. Still do. Well, I'm thinking about swapping that for something else and making it until I perfect it. Making it until it is 
out of this world good. And and I thought that this dish, which is which is um, a chicken in kind of a cream sauce. It's a little intense, a little heavy to make every Friday night, but it's like a chicken in a cream sauce. It's a little spicy. It's so good. But that chicken was so perfectly cooked. I don't know that I've ever made chicken that perfectly cooked. And the fact that you called it chewy, despite there, it was melting in my mouth. And the there was no visual. If you looked at it, it was perfect. If I undercooked it, I would, I have undercooked chicken. And I'm like, I got to put this back on the stove. I also think that we had two different sizes of chicken. So I think mine could have been cooked for like five minutes more. But I, my point is, I just, I don't understand. And I feel like you do it a lot to me on the show. And I feel like people will back me up on this, where when you think you're right, you like hold, like you put a stake in the ground and you're like, everyone else is absolutely wrong. Like you would have made a fantastic attorney. If... If people, if I am stating something that is right and somebody else is stating something that is wrong, then I am right. Correct? No. It's your opinion on what you think is right. In case you were wondering, this is why our, Jeff and I rarely get in fights because this is the kind of annoying way that he likes to argue because he, you know, I don't even know what to say about so you. So you agree that when I'm right... I'm right and the people who disagree with me are wrong. No. Right? No. Correct. No. That is correct. No. I object. Ladies and gentlemen, please give it up for your next comedian here at Ellie's Comedy Club. You're going to love this guy. Welcome to the stage, Dad. A group of jumper cables walks into a bar. The bartender says... You guys can stay, but don't start anything. <laughs> Callie and I have gotten really, really good at meal planning. Every Saturday, we will take a few minutes and sketch out what we're going to have next week. And that usually means a trip to the freezer to see what our current ButcherBox inventory is. We have ButcherBox delivered to our house every single month. That gets us about a dozen pounds of meat, including 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, wild-caught seafood, pork, ground beef, if you name it, it's probably deliverable, and it's a meat by ButcherBox. It's a subscription service that takes the guesswork out of finding high-quality meat. So we just move those items from the freezer into the fridge, and we are ready for a week's worth of dinner. You can use their curated boxes, take, take all the thinking out of it, or you can customize a box of your own. That's what Callie and I do. And it's delivered fresh and frozen for your convenience. So you're going to save time on your next trip to the grocery store. This is your chance to never shop for ground beef again. Ladies and gentlemen, ButcherBox is giving new members free ground beef for life. Plus, get a $10 off coupon just by going to butcherbox.com slash upside. Get two pounds of ground beef free in every order for the life of your membership, plus a $10 off coupon. 
butcherbox.com slash upside to claim this meal. If your company is having a tough time hiring right now, you are not alone. There are 46% more jobs being posted than there were before the pandemic, and there are 44% fewer candidates applying to each one. This is a particularly tough time. Workable helps hiring for companies of all different types and sizes, from coffee shops to corporations and everything in between, easy and seamless. Find the right candidates and hire them fast. Workable accelerates every step of your hiring process from bind to hire. They cast the widest net possible by posting your jobs to all of the top job boards with just one click. It helps you evaluate and hire quickly with modern tools like video interviews and e-signatures. Workable will even help you automate repetitive tasks like scheduling interviews so you can spend your time on what's important, making hires. Workable is exactly what you need to hire the right people fast. Start hiring today with a risk-free 15-day trial. If you hire during the trial, which many people do, it won't cost a thing. Just go to workable.com to start hiring. Workable is hiring made easy. If you are trying to eat better, Catalina Crunch can help. Catalina Crunch has the cereal you crave without empty carbs. But most importantly, it's so delicious. Zero sugar, low carb, keto friendly, and absolutely delicious. We have had Catalina Crunch in our pantry now for a couple of weeks. And I am not a cereal eater. So you don't need to pour it in a bowl with some milk to enjoy it. You can just eat it as is right out of the bag. So easy. My favorite flavor, chocolate peanut butter, but they've got cinnamon toast. They've got dark chocolate. They've got eight actually crave worthy flavors and 10,000 customers have given Catalina Crunch five stars. You should be the next one. Go to CatalinaCrunch.com slash upside. Get 15% off your first order plus free shipping. That's Catalina Crunch, C-A-T-A-L-I-N-A-C-R-U-N-C-H.com slash upside. And if you don't know what flavor to start with, start with a variety pack. Check out their delicious cookies and snack mixes while you're at it. CatalinaCrunch.com slash upside, 15% off your first order and free shipping. Here are your three random things for today. Number one, if you are addicted to pizza, it is not your fault. You're actually hardwired to crave pizza. Cheese contains addictive proteins that keep us coming back for more. The sauce causes us to salivate, which makes the pizza even yummier to our taste buds. And the fat content in the meat on your pizza ups the production of the feel-good hormone serotonin, which boosts your mood. Well, we were talking about your bad chicken, and we were talking about how um, you should make the same thing like once a week like like you do our pizza. I don't know that there's another food that I could eat once a week besides pizza. That, I was struggling with that because this chicken dish. Um, like pasta once a week is a lot, I feel like. Yeah, even, I mean, I was going to say this chicken dish could be served like, it could be served with rice. It could be served with whatever, but it's still a baked chicken dish. And that, that just gets yuck yeah. for me mm-hmm. after a while. Like cheeseburgers. I couldn't do those once a week. I, I don't I think. I don't think I could either. Pizza. Absolutely. We've been doing pizza every Friday almost for what? Two years. Like since the start of the pandemic. You know what I could do? I think I could do 
I could do like nachos or quesadillas or like fajitas. Tacos or something? Not tacos. I'm not as big of a fan of tacos as you are, but I could do, I could do like fajitas every Friday night, I think. Hmm. Uh, my second random thing is if you want to look smarter than you are, it's easy. Uh, just sound excited about whatever you're talking about. Put a little energy into your voice, let pitch and volume vary and try to emphasize important words um, and smile more. All of those things make you appear smarter to people when you're giving a presentation. And finally, my third random thing is you can make your own good luck. The secret to good fortune has nothing to do with being blessed and everything to do with learning to trust your gut. A study of people who are, quote, lucky uh, has, has shown that these people have are better tuned in to their hunches. More often than not, they meditate or they find quiet places to think, and that allows their gut instinct to speak at a louder volume, meaning they make more decisions uh, from the gut, which end up being the right ones, hence the appearance of being lucky. And those are my three random things. I am my very best at Wordle when I'm on Ambien. The time between I when I take <laughs> my funny. Ambien and when I'm laying in bed, I got the Wordle last night in like two, two tries. And I was on Ambien. I had like one eye open. I That's like the, well, not in a row because there were some hard words like the past week, but I think I'm best at Wordle on Ambien. I'm convinced I'm a better bowler after beer. I think bowling, I would totally agree with that. And I think that for myself too. I think that bowling is one of those things that you can psych yourself out. And then I would have a gutter ball like every single time, pretty much. I'm terrible at bowling, but I'm worse when I'm with people and I'm totally sober. Like I used to... There used to be a bowling alley that had like this lunch. But I mean, this is like 15 years ago in Atlanta. They had this lunch special. And for for 10 bucks, I think you got two games of bowling, a sandwich, a bag of chips and a can of soda for, you know, and you just had to be there like before 12 noon or something. And me and a few other guys would go every Friday. Like that was our thing. I'm, I bet if, if I kept, if I was one of those people who logged things like bowling scores, I'll bet that if, if I went there for six months, my second game after, cause we'd always get beer. My second game after drinking beer without fail was twice as good as my first. Oh, I, I have no doubt. Are there any other sports that are like that? Or activities where you're like, no, definitely. Oh, I'm also better at the, um, what's the game that you hold up to your head and you do the. Oh, I know what you're talking about. And so everybody can see the answer and they're mm -hmm. trying to get you to say it. I yeah. am absolutely better than that. I think it just has to do with like letting loose a little bit. That's what I think the secret is. Thank you for listening to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. Today's episode was brought to you by Dinner Affair, the official meal kit for families. Visit dinneraffair.com slash upside for your exclusive discount. 
most people learn about the upside from their friends. Please tell everyone you know about this podcast so the amazing Upside community can continue to grow. Why is this not allowed? And actually, you know what? I think it is allowed for people who are over the age of 80. Okay. But why is this not allowed for everybody, right? If you get a phone call from an unknown number, you can decline it. Sometimes your phone will even tell you, they'll be like, hi, this is a spam risk. Right. You know, Mm -hmm. and you can just ignore it. If you got an email from a name that you don't recognize, you don't click on the link. You know, you just like you ignore it or you unsubscribe or whatever. The other day, just as Callie was coming into the house and uh, I was I had Ellie and I was about to walk upstairs, a couple of well, we don't know what they were, but they came to the door. They knocked on the door. Guys in suits. Yeah. So they were, you know, raising money for a politician or talking about religion or whatever. And. I shut the door to the hallway so they couldn't see me. And then I like yelled to Callie. I'm like, stay in the garage. And we hid. And they rang the doorbell twice and they left and went and moved to the other house. Why aren't we allowed to just go about our business and ignore them? Like, why do we have to hide in our own homes? Yeah. Like, why did I hide? Like, why didn't I just walk upstairs and carry the baby and like maybe give that him a That is true. Why are we hiding? Like, it's our house. We get to decide if we want to answer it or not. Why are we hiding? Yeah. What do we think they're going to do? They're and not going to they, see us and be like, I see you. Yeah. And they could, if they could see us, they would have seen Callie like walking up the stairs with, you know, a bag of groceries or, or whatever it was you had. They would see me walking up the stairs with holding a baby. Like, right. They would have, you know, they, they would have been like, oh, they're busy, you know? Mm-hmm. And they wouldn't have sat there and kept ringing the bell, right? They would have been like, oh, this is a bad time. But why can't we just ignore them? I feel like that's something that you can do as a senior citizen. Like, like I'm not getting out of my recliner. Yeah. And even if they can, like, like I'm thinking of my, my, the house where I grew up, where my dad lives. Like, if somebody came up to his front door, the whole, he's got two big windows in the front of his house and a glass door. If he was sitting in his usual spot on the couch watching TV, they would see him. Mm-hmm. He's older, so he could just ignore him. And nobody would blame him. They'd just be like, huh? And he could just turn the volume up on the TV and keep watching. Hey, Callie and Jeff. This is Amy. I'm calling from Pennsylvania. Um, I'm a little behind. So you guys were just talking about the whole Will Smith and Chris Rock thing. Kelly, I love your take of, you know, who cares? Um, I have other big, bigger things to think about. And I have that opinion, but with a little bit of a twist. The only reason I do care is because I struggle on a daily basis to teach my children to be kind, to be nice to people. If you have nothing nice to say to someone, you don't speak to them. And yet Chris Rock is out here, and it's not just Chris Rock, don't get me wrong. Comedians in general are out here making millions and millions of dollars making fun of people. And it's, in my perspective, that's the part that's not right of it. Now, did Will Smith, you know, react correctly? You know, I'm not even getting into that because there's other things in the world that we need to worry about. But, you know, why do we, why do we support making millions of dollars making fun of people? All right. Thanks, guys.
Done is the number one ADHD online treatment platform that is on a mission to make ADHD more affordable and accessible for everyone. I was diagnosed with ADHD as a teenager, and something I know for sure about mental health from my own journey is how helpful it is to have an expert alongside you instead of just being prescribed a medication and then kind of left to your own devices. Dunn's board-certified practitioners will lead the way through your treatment. And the best part is every Dunn practitioner is an ADHD specialist. There are characteristics of ADHD that make my life a lot harder that I didn't even know about that could be treated or that I could manage until I got treatment from an expert. Knowledge is power. And when you work with a specialist, you'll learn so many helpful things that you may have never known otherwise. Membership to Done includes one-click refills, fast appointments, and flexible scheduling with your provider, and is now available in more than 30 states nationwide. They're adding new states all the time too. The time is now to treat your ADHD, and it's never been easier. Make your ADHD a strength with Done. Initial appointments are 100 $199, but as an upside listener, you'll get your first appointment for just $99 when you go to dun.callieandjeff.com. That's a $100 savings when you go to dun.callieandjeff.com. ADHD done differently. Hey, Callie and Jeff, this is Susan. Two things. One, I grew up in Southwest Florida, Naples, Florida, and we lived on the beach in downtown Naples. There was an eagle's nest, and everyone would flock there on Friday night to watch the eagles. Second thing, I have a fear of quicksand also, Jeff. I'm from Florida. I'm from Naples. We didn't have quicksand. And my other one was piranhas, quicksand and piranhas. That's what I grew up afraid of. Not sure why. Have a great day. Hello, it's Jen. I am listening to the episode um, where you're talking about bringing Ellie to Waffle House for the first time. This really hit home because my son is almost two. And several months ago, we took him to Waffle House for the first time because my husband and I are born and bred Atlanta natives. We just we had to do it. It is his absolutely favorite place on the planet. <laughs> There's so much stimulation for him. The kitchen is open. Everyone is so friendly. Um it's just a very toddler-friendly place um, in addition to that. So we have such a good time at Waffle House. Like, we go more often than I would like to admit. Um, we never went to Waffle House <laughs> pre-kid um, during, you know, any sort of normal hour of the day. But now here we are hitting it up with our toddler, and it is the place to be. So uh, please go. You will have such a fun time with Ellie, and it's just a good experience, a good Atlanta experience. Okay, love you all. Bye. Hi, Kelly and Jeff. Um, I was listening to today's show, and y'all were talking about quicksand. And I work in commercial insurance, and I quote a lot of properties in Florida. And we have sinkhole coverage that we can add on to policies. And it's kind of like the same thing as quicksand. So put a Google on sinkhole claims. It doesn't happen often, but anyway, I still don't think it's anything you can really worry about but yeah it's buildings or houses that can kind of like sink into the ground in florida so anyway just thought i would give all that tidbit hope you have a good day bye if kanye had gotten up on that stage and assaulted chris rock in the same exact way the world would be having a totally different conversation the world would be like he needs to go to jail he needs to go get help he needs therapy he needs to be medicated like 
it would just be a totally different scenario if it was Kanye hitting Chris Rock than Will Smith. But because of Will Smith's status and because of his name in Hollywood, and he's been in Hollywood a long time and he's well-respected, we're having a different conversation. And I think Will was totally out of line. And he absolutely owes Chris an apology. Um, I don't care if they've made up. We need a public apology because of how public he made that event. He owes the world an apology. He owes Chris an apology. We need to hear the apology is what I mean. Um, so that is what I have to say. I used to believe that if I was sad, it meant that I wasn't fighting hard enough or I wasn't grateful enough. And that's not true. Be sad and be grateful and look at the twinkly lights and feel your feelings. It's all real. The joy and the pain, it's all real. And you don't have to pick one or the other. Life is beautiful or life is garbage. It's kind of both sometimes.